Hi, I'm Gar Sanders. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels, and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. The AGP becomes 500. It just reinforces all of the action, all of the excitement that exists when the Grand Prix are on in Melbourne. Courtney says Jim Beam Racing is number one. He knows how to get the most out of me, which is... Uh, is the biggest biggest thing and the fujitsu series prepares itself for towns hall that's all coming up today as the red lights go out on another edition of the v8 insiders you've taken the v8 to the races you watch the action on tv now read about them in v8x magazine v8x magazine dedicated to just one thing v8 supercars Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. The Australian Grand Prix and V8 supercars launched the Albon Park 500 this week with a new race format, a new pit lane, and about a half a million dollars, all part of the package. Martin Whitaker, CEO of V8 Supercars Australia, talked about the changes. 500 k's of racing is proper racing, so I think they're going to get a lot out of it, the teams are going to get a lot out of it, but most importantly I think the fans and of course the, the corporate and uh, guests are going to get a lot out of it. V8 Supercar drivers Jamie Winkup, Mark Winterbottom and Jason Bright were on hand to give some thoughts on the new look V8 supercar support races. Lady, I think if there's one thing that makes good racing, it's putting a bit of cash up in front of some drivers. Um, I know how tight Frosty is, and uh, I'm sure he'll be trying pretty hard. The only negative about it in the past was it wasn't long enough. We, we want to do more laps, uh, and now that's, that's been done. So um, pit stops, you know, all, all these things, a strategy to win the race are going to come into it. That's exciting for drivers. This event in particular has a very different type of fan base. It's a... Uh, there's a lot of glitz and glamour in this building in particular that uh, that we want to come and showcase our product. For the records, the V8 supercars will run two 200-kilometre races, one on Friday and on Saturday, with a 100-kilometre race on Sunday afternoon to build up to the Twilight Formula One event. Could Will Davison and Rex for Sale be the key to the 2010-2011 silly season? Rumours of Davison's disappointing season being translated into a change of driving uniform for the second time in three years are continuing. Paul Cruikshank, though, has ruled out purchasing a wreck for 2011, but there's speculation that a Queensland team that's currently running three cars is keen to get the economies of scale by adding a fourth to its fleet. Well, James Courtney has come out strongly in support of his decision to join the Jim Beam Racing Team rather than going to FPR as a lot of speculation was going rife the year before. In the latest edition of V8X magazine, Courtney has been saying that FPR have no more excuses, they have the money and they should be performing. Courtney told the V8 Insiders that he thinks the environment he's working in now is the happiest he's ever been in. I've had a relationship with Adrian for uh, Burgess for a long, long time, since maybe 2000. So um, he knows exactly what I want. I know what he wants. He knows how to, how to handle me and steer me in the right direction. So um, you know, I think that's a big part. And also Scotty, my engineer, is, um, you know, we're getting on unbelievably well. He also 
can understand what I'm looking for in the car really quickly, so we're able to um, develop the car really quickly over a weekend and find the sweet spot. So, um, you know, I think that's, uh, that's probably the biggest part, and, yeah, it would be the most comfortable in a racing environment that I've been in a long time. V8X is also reported in the latest edition. Barbagello is close to a return to the calendar, and Singapore is about to be announced for 2011. And with V8 Supercar events taking over the Hamilton round, it's looking to be moved to later in the season. Globe Cam completed their test of the 3D mini cams at Darwin, as reported last week. This week, Globe Cam announced that the types of testing they conducted. This included an over-the-shoulder view of the driver and the road, a low angle looking at the driver in action, and a third view through the windscreen at the driver's view. V8 Supercar Television executive producer Murray Lomax said although the technology is not ready for immediate live broadcast, they'll be working on it to develop in the future. Globecam manager Jerry Jusick said that his team is working closely with V8 Supercars, race teams and the Seven Network to create the best possible solution. He also said that a big challenge in their line of work is weight size and power consumption of any equipment. Now to date, 3D transmissions globally have been limited to major events using full-size production rigs to deliver 3D televisions and of course 3D cinema. The miniature rig for V8 supercar tests was custom built by Globecam. Dave Reynolds will return to the Fujitsu series at Townsville driving a Bundy Red Racer. Reynolds, like Cam McConville, are both hoping the seat time will give them an opportunity to be at their best following the winter break for the Enduros. And Paul Morris, he'll be running a love machine in Townsville's. Well, the main game team owner is looking to promote his company's sparkling wines and competitors are hoping that the pink VE Commodore will see Morris show a bit more love to them this time in FNQ because last year he was not loved by many following his Fujitsu debut. And that's the news on the V8 Insiders. After the break, Neville Wilkinson and John Bannon will join me then. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watched the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars, showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Jason Richards. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week from V8X Magazine, it's Neville Wilkinson. Neville, good evening. Good evening, Craig. And from Auto Action, it's John Bannon. Great to have you back, John. Thanks, Craig. It's interesting times as we're getting set for what should be an interesting Townsville race, but uh, I'm just interested to hear from you both to uh, get your thoughts on, on a few things that's going on at the moment, and the, I think the gas and go is going to be quite interesting. But first, Courtney, he's come out in your magazine, Neville, and bagged FPR. An interesting choice. Well, you say that like you're surprised. Everybody's been bagging him. <laughs> 
But uh, you normally don't see drivers bagging teams too much because at some stage in their career, John, they might need to drive for that team. Well, perhaps, but in the case of James Courtney, he's always someone who is quite honest and and calls a a spade a spade. I haven't read the particular article in question, uh, but in our magazine, uh, Mark Winterbottom has come out and, and said that he can still win the championship and and whether that is something that that fired James up I I don't know. It's an interesting one isn't it because FBR have been underachievers now for so many years Neville. Well that's they've been the team that's uh, had well we believe they they are championship contenders they just haven't seemed to be able to make that happen Um, and they've got everything there so we all a lot of times we scratch our heads wondering why they haven't results and and um it's you know that's the question you know it's not like they're a, a second tier team they're one of the top teams in the championship they're, they are the ford factory team let's face it and it's so inconsistent isn't it because you have one guy john all the time getting into trouble and having technical issues major technical issues that's of course Stephen richards but yet paul dumbrell and and to a lesser extent, Mark Winterbottom have been able to avoid technical glitches so much this year, and um, it's just amazing how you can have so many uh, things going wrong. Perhaps so, but but Stephen Richards isn't the only driver that, that's not delivering this year. In just about every one of the main teams, you have a situation in which the, I guess, supposed lead driver uh, has been dominating for their particular team, and the other driver has been wandering around... Uh, in the back half of the field. So I don't know if it's fair to single out Stephen Richards as such. Mm. Nev? Well, we're not singling out drivers. This is the thing. We're singling out... Uh, well, just James Courtney in the story singled out FPR as, as a team in general. He wasn't really having a go at the drivers. Um, and I, the question came about because we were interviewing James and... He nearly did drive for FBR at the, you know, at the start of the year. There was, a, or sorry, late last year when the silly season was happening, there was that talk um, that James would would be driving, and um, he nearly did, um, but it all fell over, and then he ended up going to DJR and all this kind of stuff. So that's what we asked him about. You know, well, based on hindsight, what you're seeing at FPR, what do you think? And, and hence, that was his uh, reaction. It's interesting, isn't it? Because, uh, like I said, you don't normally want to buy. You don't normally want to get offside potential employers, and he's done that in one foul swoop. Everyone at FPR will now be gunning for James Courtney. Well, if it makes him, if it makes, if it makes FPR uh, step up a notch, maybe it's a good thing for him. Maybe, maybe they should be thanking him. But uh, only time will tell on that one. It's interesting, though, because uh, I'm sure, John, if that, uh, if that story had to come out just before, of course, Darwin, what do you think the reaction would have been by uh, certainly all the journos at the, uh, at the, the Darwin round of the race when Winterbottom won that Saturday race? Well, they probably would have had egg on their faces, I imagine, and to that extent, FPR have turned the corner because they won a race uh, in Darwin, they had much improved speed and Winterbottom once again showed that he is a driver that is capable of performing at the highest level and, and winning races regularly, provided FPR provide him with a 
solid race package, he is someone who is championship material. Now, I don't think that will happen this year. I think ultimately the championship will probably come down to a, a Win Cup Courtney showdown, but they certainly could make it interesting and, and give those two drivers a, a very hard time. It's interesting, isn't it? Because at the beginning of the... Well, up until the soft tyre rounds, everyone had sort of clicked off and gone, well, this is Jamie's again. And uh, ever since that first all-soft tyre round, Nev, up there in Queensland, it has completely turned the championship on its ear. Well, yes, it has. And and to the great relief of a lot of fans out there, they don't want to see a one-horse show. They don't want to see uh, teams battling it out. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, the stuff that we're... Uh, the stuff that not just we are, and other people are saying about FPR and the reports and stuff, it's just... It's, it's fact. It's not like we're gunning um, against FPR or anything like that or gunning for them. We would like to see FPR fighting it out with all the others. We want to see as many teams up there, and we believe that FPR is one of the teams that should be up there fighting for the championship. And, and I'm talking about uh, in all aspects. The team definitely has all the pieces there to, to make it happen. They just can't seem to make it happen, and this is part of the issue with uh, FPR. Sure, they show flashes of brilliance, but they can't seem to maintain it. And, um, yeah, there's, you know, Courtney said that about uh, FPR, and he was thinking about the championship. You know, does... Uh, I mean, based on FPR's current form, are they a championship-winning team? You'd have to say not based on the way they are. Sure, they win around here and there, but they need to have that consistency. But I'm interested, too, because... I know I've been bagging FPR along with a whole bunch of other people. And if Garth Tander hadn't have won Clipsal, would we be as venomous of HRT, who have had a very lacklustre season, Nev? Well, they're struggling as well. Not as, you know... Uh, the thing is, FPR, have, I think, have got uh, the, the equipment to do it now. To do it now, they just seem to be able to put the kibosh on themselves, whether it's a uh, pit strategy, whether it's uh, something that happens in the pits, uh, the equipment. I mean, I know that uh, Stephen Richards is having a heck of a year with uh, equipment not going his way. Um, and these are the things. HRT, to, to a lesser extent, are in the, in the same boat a bit, but uh, I mean, they're you know, there's a bit of a war going between them and Team Vodafone and, and Holden Dominance and, and um, HRT have built two new cars, so I'll give them at least Darwin to try and get their heads around the new cars, but you'd like to see them back on the pace at, uh, at Townsville, so I know it's it's not the best year for HRT either, and you talk about Will Davison, there's a guy who's struggling not just with machinery, but I think with his own, his own uh, I, I don't know, he, he seems to be a little bit fragile uh, mentally as well. He seems to be getting down on himself because he's having such a crap year compared to last year. Mm. John, your thoughts on are we being too soft on HRT? I don't think we are being too soft on HRT. In fact, Auto Action has been quite scathing of HRT and our editor Rob Margate did a, uh, an interview with uh, Tanner during the week and, and he admitted that the soft tyre races were poor for HRT and that they struggled with the car setup at, at Hidden Valley. So you only need to even look right to the back of the beginning of the year, the beginning of the year where they really got nothing out of the rounds overseas. So 
they do have a lot of work to do. I think they appreciate that. And having said that, Tender's been able to pop up in in Adelaide and and has scored some good results during the course of the year. The biggest thing that has killed HRT this year is their lack of consistency. They haven't been able to deliver on a regular basis and if they had been able to string the races together in the same way um, that they won Adelaide and the Grand Prix support event, then you could be seeing a team that is fighting for the championships. In that respect, pretty similar to FPR, just not enough consistency. Mm, there's been a few disappointments, but all through it, I think uh, Team Vodafone and Jim Beam Racing, which of course has got the Triple uh, Eight chassis, have been uh, certainly the shining lights. We need to take a break on the V8 Insiders. Back with plenty more after this. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining me, Craig Ravel, is John Bannon and Neville Wilkinson. And guys, a big announcement this week, and I thought it's interesting to see the new pit lane for the AGP, the new money on offer, and of course... A 500-kilometre race, John. That's uh, really going to change the shape of the uh, AGP. It's it's going to have a real prestige about it going forward. It is. There is just one thing that I didn't quite understand in all the reporting of it, and at Auto Action we reported on it ourselves, but, and you might be able to tell me, Craig, are they actually going to have points for the races? I know they've got prize money, but I think it... It needs to have championship points to really attract a genuine meaning for the teams and the drivers. Yeah, but I guess until Channel 7 and Channel 10 come to an agreement about televising it, it can't be shown on Channel 10, can it? It's got to be, if it's going for points, well, it, Nev, it's got to be on sorry, 7. It'll be shown on Channel 10, it can't be shown on Channel 7. So I think um, in contract land, it can't be a championship round as such. But another question is, is it a 500k race or is it one 200k race followed by a 300k race the next day? No, no, it's 200k's on the Friday, 200k's on the Saturday, and 100k's before the Formula One Grand Prix. On the Sunday. So it's three races. Yep, so um, it's... I, I don't know. They've obviously made it more attractive for the teams by putting the money out there. So that is one way of saying, OK, let's get serious about the racing um, because there's been a bit of that, you know, there are test sessions or a lot of some teams, and I'm not saying a lot, but some teams may not take it seriously. And a good example of that was Gary Rogers in 2009 by just being around down the back. Now, we know that team's better than that, but, you know, some, te- some teams use it as a, as a test session and some teams just don't want to bend their cars. Like I said, half a million up for grabs, that might change the concept of how they approach it. And I guess one story that you're running uh, in the latest V8X, Neville, is the fact that Hamilton 
might not be a week or two weeks after the Grand Prix in future, and that will put a different light on it if you've got a bit of time to repair your car before you make the move to the next race. Well, yes. Um, I mean, the story is that um, V8 supercars are looking at going back to transporting the cars over to New Zealand by boat, um, which obviously extends the timeline between um, the rounds before and after New Zealand. But, uh, yeah, I mean... Does it give the times more? I mean, teams don't want to uh, fix up bent cars full stop. Let's face it, it costs money. They would rather go back home with a with a straight car. Um, if there's really nothing on offer, and I'm not saying the F1's a demonstration race because they do race, but you know you prefer not to you prefer not to bend a car. Yep, John. I think all the more reason why it needs to be a championship round. I understand with the TV rights, but I think. To some extent, the, the TV stations probably need to sit down together and understand that having a championship round would be for the greater good of the sport. Now, I'm well aware it's probably not going to happen, but honestly, as long as it is a race that is a non-championship event, I think the attitude, you can put the prize money as you know, $500 million, and I think the attitude will still be we do not want to have any marks on those cars because it is a non-championship event. Mm. And I guess we've proven on the V8 Insiders, Nev, that you can have teams coming together from different publications. People can join in unity to be just on the one program. <laughs> well, yeah, but, uh, but we're talking about V8 supercars and, and team land and, and all that kind of stuff, and the politics and TV land. I mean, it's it's television that's stopping the, uh, becoming a a points championship. Let's face it, it's only television and no matter what we say, no one's going to get in the way of TV land. They're going to do what they want to do because they are television. And, and of course, they can do that. Well, moving on from that, the new pit lane does allow them to have the longer races. So, you know, people are going to want to win the Albert Park 500, even if it's three races over three days and it's not really 500. But um, that's my axe to grind. But it's still, it's going to be something that means something. And for sponsors, it's what, the third or fourth largest crowd they race in front of in Australia? It's, it's certainly an important race to do well at in the eyes of corporate land because corporate land does turn up. That's the main thing. That's the main reason why V8, well, why the Grand Prix event is so valuable for V8 supercars because there are a lot of sponsors that go to this event and they want to see the, the cars that they sponsor racing at that event. So that's what's that's part of the value at the event. But uh, going back, there are races overseas like NASCAR, for instance, where they have a non-points race um, around the uh, Coca-Cola 600. I think it's the week before at Charlotte or Lowe Speedway, and um, it's non-points, but they race tooth and nail for it. Now, maybe, it, but it takes years to set these things up. You can't expect suddenly everybody to go, oh, it's it's uh, it's tradition just after a couple of rounds. They've got to suddenly, this is what the event's going to be, keep that consistency over a number of years, and suddenly the prestige in the event builds up, and it, and it could become one of those rounds that teams want to win, even though it may not be a points-paying round, because of the kudos of winning that event. But that takes time to build it up. Yeah, and of course, uh, John, I guess you couldn't go with the manufacturer's champion, or the manufacturer's race, or whatever they were calling it the last two years, because uh, certainly one side of that starting grid was getting a lot longer than the other side of the starting grid with the inequity between Ford and Holden this year. 
Well, that is true. I think it's something like 19 uh, Holdens and uh, 10 Fords this year. So certainly a disparity as far as that is concerned. But I, I think Kevin's made some very good points. Uh, the, the national um, and international exposure that a Grand Prix provides is something that the V8 supercars don't have at any other time during during the year. And you, we've got to remember as well, a lot of these teams receive substantial overseas support and, and have links uh, to international um, manufacturers. So it's important for them to do well uh, in, in a sponsorship sense uh, as well. So it's not just... The fact that there is no points, a big plus to doing well, is that uh, you're impressing a much wider audience. Mm. Guys, we need to do gas and go, but I'm going to hold this out over to the white flag lap because we're running out of time in this segment, but I hope you guys are happy to stay on the line for one more segment. I am. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with gas and go on the white flag lap after this. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders on the White Flag Lap. This week we're going with Gas and Go, and guys, it is three questions. No, we'll get this right. It's five questions in three minutes, brought to you by V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, of course, on sale this week, and it's got some great stuff in it building up to... uh, Townsville, and then, of course, on into the uh, winter solstice. Well, it's not the solstice, it's the winter hiatus. That's the uh, correct term, isn't it, Nev? Uh, I think so. We're all treating it like a hiatus. I know drivers are. There'll be hardly any of them left in the country while, while that gap's on. Yeah, John, you, you probably have uh, really going to get your busiest time of the year because uh, you're going to have a lot of other reporting to do. It's probably the hardest time of the year, in a way, from the perspective of uh, having to chase stories away from the track. So uh, that always provides uh, interesting challenges. Mm. Well, gas and go. Time starting from now. Three minutes, five questions. Silly season. Is Will Davison, or is it perhaps a new rec holder, going to be the biggest story in this year's month off? John. Perhaps Will Davison. He's a massive name and needs to start uh, putting some more results on the board. Neville? Will Davison, definitely. Um, what's going to happen to him? With the car of the future potentially being launched at the end of the year, Neville, is that going to be soon enough for all the teams to have their input? Um, well, they need to start doing something now, and it's probably going to take that long to make it happen, so I think the sooner the better. John? My understanding is that there will be a car shown in, in Sydney or a model or, or something. So, uh, yes, I, I think it's well and truly off, off the ground and it'll be a wonderful thing for everybody to see. Dick Johnson has told VADX magazine that he doesn't think the car of the future is in the best interest of the sport. John, 
do you think the teams still have got time to kibosh it or are we definitely going to get a new car in 2012-13? I think it depends if other manufacturers come into the sport or not. I think the Ford versus Holden model is the most successful and has really grown. Uh, so it is a risk, I guess. Neville? I kind of... I'm dubious about team people coming and saying one thing or the other um, because there's always um, ulterior motives to things. Um, Roland Dane saying that they should um, take more time to consider the soft tyre option um, because I know there's a lot of talk about soft tyres. So I, you know... Who knows? <laughs> I, I think I think it's going to be a good thing, but not, in V8 supercar land, nothing is ever done until it's done. Everything can be kiboshed, even at the 11th hour. But I think some some aspect of the car of the future, I think it's going to happen. What the final product is, we're not going to know until they figure it out themselves. Well, it's interesting you mentioned the soft tyres because the soft tyre races, should everything but Phillip Island and Bathurst be soft tyre races, Nev? Um, I'd like to see soft soft tyres for everything and let them all work it out. I mean, who looked at the, the Grand Prix of Canada a few weeks ago, um, where they were there were issues of the tyres and they had to do a lot of strategies around the tyres. That was a fantastic race. They're all trying to figure out how they would go with tyres. So, mm, I'll just go for it. See what happens. Well, at least Mark didn't turn it into a a, a, a aeroplane at that race, John. I think the different ties are making the year interesting. It's bringing up different winners for, for different uh, reasons as car setups uh, change on, on different ties. So I think a mix is good. My vote is we have a mix of soft and hard at every race just to let the drivers mix it up throughout the race. Guys, final question here on Gas & Go brought to you by V8X Magazine, and that is... Is the love machine going to see Paul Morris leave Townsville with a bit more love than he did last year, John? Well, it is a very uh, striking car, that is for sure. Uh, and Paul Morris is a brilliant driver, so there's every chance he'll take out that Fujitsu round in Townsville. Nev, he made a... Uh... a nice love machine to match his uh, flowery helmet. It all works together. It does indeed, and uh, as we know, last year he was certainly was the demolition derby entrant of the field. Hopefully this year he's uh, not wrecking as many cars. That's Gas and Go for another week here on the V8 Insiders. As uh, Well, thanks very much to Neville Wilkinson. Give us that plug once again for V8X Magazine. Well, it's out on sale now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the new issue's out, so yeah, enjoy. And of course it's got HRT, well it's got a Red Rooster car on the cover. <laughs> it's got, yeah, well this issue, our main feature is um, we were given access to the new build of the HRT cars, um, which we all know uh, debuted at Darwin, and um, it just gives you a bit of an insight in what goes uh, on to the planning uh, moving forward on building a car and how that all happens and, and all those aspects. So, it's yeah, well, it's an interesting read, even if I say so myself. Yes, and uh, don't forget, you're getting ready for the uh, the fan survey again too. Definitely, that starts in the next day or two. 
So uh, I'll get online for that um, at the Forex Gold VA Supercar website. All right. And, John, always a pleasure to have you on. I was over in your hunting grounds there, your older hunting grounds there on the weekend up at Selwyn with the, the snow getting washed away before I could get there, but uh, I was thinking of you in the cold. I actually visited Cooma last weekend myself, and uh, it is quite freezing uh, down that way this time of year. And uh, a pleasure to, to speak uh, with you as well, Neville. Um, I think I might have accidentally slipped to Kevin in there during the course of uh, that, so um, I I do apologise. I don't know how I got the mix-up, let's uh, just call it nerves, or um, either that or a bit of uh, competitor ribbing, but um, yeah, nice to speak with you both. Alright, uh, John Bannon and Neville Wilkinson, thanks for your time tonight. As Checker Flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.